geared up to explore the fire Junos today. But first, did you know I have a Discord? Did you know I have exclusive astrological blog content that doesn't make it onto the podcast? For instance, the series that I'm working on right now where I'm going through all of the decans. Did you know you can buy astrologically inspired poems by me and that I have tarot readings that I offer as a service? All you have to do to support me, honestly, and my work is just, just to listen to the podcast. But you can also take it a step further if you're an overachiever or you just really like me and you can sign up to become a patron of my work. I also have a one-time donation link on my website if subscriptions aren't your thing. Head on over to moonmattersastrology.com and check it all out. I appreciate all of you so much and thank you for allowing me to continue my work and kind of be a modern day wizard. We're getting into the first elemental group of Junos today, but before we go any further, if you haven't listened to the Myth of Juno episode, definitely go check that out. Mythology is uh, such a good foundation to help us understand these placements. The mythology gets at the heart of the psychological perspective and also gives origin stories, which get at the root of the placement and its significations. I'll do a quick recap of what Juno means in astrology right here, right now. But if you want more, check out last week's episode. In general, Juno is considered to be the marriage asteroid, which means it has a lot to do with relationships and commitment. It can tell us what we need at the bare minimum to stay in a relationship, our commitment style, and also the darker side of ourselves when we aren't feeling like a partner is living up to their end of the relationship bargain. I said in the previous episode that the shadow side of Juno is a sister to Lilith, and I really do stand by that statement. Our Juno contains rage and jealousy. When we're scorned by the flames of love, that's when we see this other vengeful side of Juno emerge. When she's receiving what she needs, though, we see a steadfast nature that can bear through the trials and tribulations of relationships with grace and dignity. At her best, Juno is a sovereign, benevolent queen. She shows us the power dynamics within our relationships and what psychic energy she needs to be fed in order to feel held and seen. She really tells us what we need in order to be our best in relationships, be our best selves in relationships. It should be no surprise that Juno is an awesome synastry placement. It can tell us what we need in order, again, to feel seen and express fully in a union with someone. But it can also tell us what our partner needs so we can help them feel seen and held. When we overlay two charts and look at the synastry, the houses that Juno falls into will tell us a lot of great information on how our partners will experience our love and commitment, but also our scorn and our jealousy if they betray us. I'll be making a companion blog post for Juno through the houses for my patrons, just like I did for Eros and Psyche. So if you're interested in that, consider signing up to become a patron so you have access to it. The symbols of Juno are the peacock and the cuckoo bird, which if you listen to the mythology of Juno, then you know why that is. Veils and scepters also signify Juno. Veils because they are traditionally used in marriage and scepters because she is the queen of all the gods alongside Jupiter. The fire Junos are a rowdy bunch that give a big queen of wands energy. These are the people who need lots of stimulation in their relationships. 
Each fire Juno will need that stimulation in a different way, but they're all the same in that they want intensity. They're the people who would rather have a knockdown drag out fight than just call it quits from the start. Drama, intensity, passion, romance, and loyalty are all qualities of a fire Juno. In general, a fire Juno likes a spontaneous, chaotic love. They want someone to ride the roller coaster of life with. There's going to be other placements that influence the totality of the relationship, but just looking at Juno itself, when it's in fire, it wants fire. These people want to feel the flames of passion and they're willing to stoke those flames forever for the right person. They won't settle for anything less than they think they deserve and once the excitement in a relationship dies, generally so too does their love. Fire Junos are fun and feisty when things are going good. They keep their partners on their toes and they aren't afraid to be sassy or challenge their partner. When this energy turns into the shadow side though, it's a very different story. A fire Juno that has been betrayed or even feels abandoned is going to burn it all to the ground. They're going to burn every trace of emotion and even use their emotions as weapons to hurt you in the way that you hurt them. They're not going to use emotion in the same way that water does to kind of manipulate. They're going to throw your their emotions back at you or they're going to just act like maybe they never even cared. That's kind of like an air sign thing too. But really fire is just going to burn so hot and it's going to burn everything down. They're going to be like, I cannot believe I loved you. And it's just going to fuel this immense rage within them. They can turn vicious and aggressive when they're not receiving the same devotion they give out. They are not subtle. (laughs) They will not mince their words or act passive. A fire Juno is full strength passion when they are feeling healthy, seen, and held, and full strength aggression when they are betrayed. There's not going to be any, again, subtle manipulation. It's going to be an outright attack against you, and they do not care if you realize that's what this is. They want you to know. It's like in Game of Thrones, like, I want them to know it was me. That is definitely a fire Juno. The people with fire Junos need excitement, but they're also fiercely loyal once they find the person who they feel is worth honoring. There can be a sense of the partner having to prove their worthiness to the fire Juno, and this is the Juno who is the most confident and independent, so it's going to be hard to get them to settle with someone that they don't truly respect. And it's not that the fire Junos are you know, have their their nose in the air. They're not stuck up and they don't think they're better than you. It's just that they know how to love and honor on a very deep level, the, a very spiritual level. And they don't want to give that out freely. They, they don't just want to give it away to anyone. So it's almost like the partner has to prove their worth, I guess, like a trial by fire, so to speak, in order to gain that, that honor and that love from the fire Juno person. Let's break the fire Junos down a little further and go through each sign because while they're all fiery and spontaneous and they love passion, they each have different rulers and modalities to contend with and that's really going to individualize them. So we'll go through these a little bit further. Cardinal fire, Mars, the emperor, this is the energy of an Aries Juno. Out of all the fire Junos, this one has the potential to be the most loyal, in my opinion. Just kind of their mindset in general is very loyal. A signification often forgotten for Aries is honor. It's loyalty. It's to honor something. 
A large part of the wedding ceremony is about taking a vow to honor the other person. When Juno and Aries is seen and held, it has the ability to take a vow and honor it relentlessly. The highest expression of Aries is the honorable soldier, the benevolent ruler, the shining heroic knight. This is emperor energy, so when it's expressing at its best, it's someone who's in control and is taking care of people in a very benevolent, but still ruling way, still an overarching ruling way where they still have their, I'll say, individuality intact. People with Juno and Aries will will just, they'll guard their loved ones fiercely. Their relationships and commitments are a solemn vow, a duty, an obligation, and ones that they don't take lightly. They're going to fight to the bitter end to save their union for better or for worse. And this is kind of what I was getting at with the king, the emperor. It's a duty. It's an obligation to take care of a loved one. And I, when the relationship isn't so good, then yeah, it can seem like an obligation in the bad connotative way. But when it's good, it's an obligation of the heart. It's an obligation of love. And it's something that they have vowed and committed themselves to. And this all sounds very heroic and beautiful. But again, that's only when Juno is being fed the correct psychic energy. If an Aries Juno feels disrespected or suppressed or repressed in any way, this is when the shadow side emerges. And especially if they feel disrespected is a big one. These people can become violent or have outbursts of rage when their autonomy is threatened. Despite being fiercely loyal, this Juno needs to retain a sense of independence. They need their partners to trust in their loyalty and honor them as an individual. Juno in Aries says, I honor our commitment. Now you honor me as an individual. You know, the king, the emperor doesn't, isn't held back by anyone. The king has a duty to the entire kingdom. And in this case, the kingdom is the union or the marriage or the partnership. And while the king has a duty to that, the only real duty that the, the kingdom has back to the emperor is to let them be the emperor, let them be themselves and rule and trust in them, trust that they are making good decisions. So when we look at it in a partnership aspect, Juno and Aries wants their partner to trust them and know that they are making good decisions for the partnership. They need to be an individual and have autonomy at all times. They cannot feel caged in ever, which can be hard because sometimes Juno and Aries can become attracted to domineering types or militant types that do try to cage them in or have control over them. They become attracted to the autonomy of others, not realizing it's themselves that needs to remain wild and free. The cardinal nature of this Juno means that these people tend to fall fast and hard. They can get themselves into situations that in the end don't suit them, and it can be hard to leave because, again, they feel that sense of duty or obligation to the partnership. Power in relationships comes from a healthy commitment and having a partner who doesn't take advantage of the loyalty that this Juno is capable of. Because Aries and Juno really does care at the end of the day behind all the aggression and the rage and the temper tantrums. There's, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of care. A lot of the times fear-based aggression comes from not wanting to lose love or just anything, not wanting to lose something. It's, it's out of fear. These people can end up really championing a union that in the end betrays them or embarrasses them. 
And that's going to leave a pretty big psychic wound for these people. They need to find a partner that lets them retain autonomy and will fight as hard for them as they do for the other person. Fixed fire, the sun, the ego. This is the energy of uh, when Juno is in Leo. If there's one thing I know about Juno and Leo, it's that these people need, 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 need to be the center of their partner's world. All else could fail. But as long as the partner is obsessed with the Leo Juno, then we're going to get through anything. We can make it through as long as they know that you love them and you are there for them and you're their number one supporter, we'll get through it. Leo Junos need to be dating their partners even after they've been married or together for 50 years. The excitement can never stop. The doting can never stop. The wooing and the grand gestures can never stop. These are the people who want it all in their union. They want to be with someone who makes them feel alive and like they're the shiniest, coolest, most amazing person in the room. It sounds simple to love a Leo Juno, doesn't it? Just shower them with attention and they'll feel cared for. But it's not that it's not always so easy for everyone. And it can be hard to strike a balance between enough attention and being a stage five clinger. They want someone who adores them, but doesn't tread into cringy fan behavior territory. They need their partner to be their biggest supporter and biggest fan, but still have steez and be really cool. You know, Leo doesn't want to to be with someone who isn't also bright and shiny themselves. They can't they can't shine too bright. They need to feel like the biggest, you know, brightest person in the room or at least in their partner's eyes. So it's really striking that balance again of finding someone who is obsessed with them and their biggest fan, but not being a, a clinger or having fan behavior. A Leo Juno's partner is essentially an extension of their ego. How they feel about themselves is often indicated through the people they date and the relationships they find themselves in. They gravitate towards people who have the qualities that they are seeking in themselves. So when the psychic energy of Juno is balanced, then we see them picking people who help nurture their true nature. When Juno is unbalanced and the shadow side has emerged, that's when they fall into toxic cycles and, to, and can just get into unions that suppress their true expression of self. And we see that happen when they've been hurt. After they've been in a relationship where their ego is bruised or something happened where it really just it hurt them in the relationship realm of their psychic kind of world in their subconscious, the relationship part of them is hurt, then we see them seek out the kind of the, the shadow behaviors of Juno. And then they get into the cycle of, okay, I'm just going to keep being egotistic or I'm going to keep looking out for me, 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 me. And while yes, Leo is about self, it's also about making others feel good about themselves. You want to be in the good cycle of Leo, the cycle where I'm confident so I can make you confident. And then it just keeps going in a circle. Not, you know, I'm not confident, so I'm going to put you down so I feel confident because that can happen pretty easily with this Juno. If a Leo Juno feels like they aren't receiving what they need from a partner, they will have no problem seeking attention elsewhere. This Juno is ruled by the sun. So egotistical behavior is definitely part of the shadow side for them. They will do things that are self-serving and feed their own ego when they aren't being nurtured in the right ways or they're stuck in a union that doesn't stimulate them. And again, they might even be getting into relationships with people who are doing this to them. And then it's just this cycle of continual self-deprecation through their relationships. 
When they're being fed the right stuff, though, this Juno can be warm, vibrant, loving, and have the most genuine heart in the world. Fixed fire is fixed passion. If you've ever been around a really, really healthy expression of Leo energy, you know how warm it is and you know how inviting it is. And it doesn't need to prove itself. It doesn't need to prove, like the sun doesn't need to prove that it is the giant of the universe. It is the heartbeat of the universe. It just is. And it's content with that. A really healthy expression of Juno and Leo can build a hearth that will warm any union for many, many moons, but they need to feel valued for the person they are and not stifled in their pursuit to feed their ego. And I don't I don't want you to let the word ego throw you off here. Ego is not a bad thing. This Juno just sees its sense of self, its heartbeat, its lifeblood in the people they partner with. It's truly a compliment when a Juno and Leo pairs with someone. It's their way of saying, I see myself in you, or you have qualities that I want to see in me, so I'm going to pair with you and work on that through our union. If you give a Leo Juno the love, support, and adoration they need to self-actualize, then in turn, they'll provide a warm, stable fire for you to always return home to. They want to shine bright in their relationships and feel like royalty because that's part of being ruled by the sun. Knowing you're royal, knowing you're special, knowing your worth. And a Leo Juno often finds worth through relationships as long as they're healthy and feeding their ego the right stuff. Mutable fire, Jupiter, temperance, these are all the qualities of Juno and Sagittarius. Now, I know a great deal about this Juno because it's my natal placement. It's also conjunct Venus and Lilith in my chart, so it's a whole thing that I got going on with that goon squad. But I can say that while my relationship placements are a huge pain in my ass, they really have deepened my understanding of myself, my wounds, and what I need in order to feel fulfilled in a relationship. You might think Juno and Sagittarius needs freedom more than anything in a relationship, more than any of the other signs. And while there's an element of truth to that, what they actually need more than anything is stimulation. And I'll say mental stimulation, not in the way that air Junos do. They don't want to be bored with facts and history and just intellect. Juno and Sagittarius wants a partner and a union that can expand them mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and even physically through travel. Whoever they decide to settle with has to be someone who is never content and sees life as a continual adventure, which in turn means they also see their marriage or their union as a continual adventure something that is never ending and it is continually changing, growing, and the partner has to be okay with that. What I'm seeing right now is, I think it's called a fractal, when that like things just keep opening up and going in and on about themselves. That's kind of what my mind is, kind of what's coming to mind right now. It looks like a flower where the petals are just continually opening and opening and opening and there's no end to it. That's what being in a relationship with a Sagittarius Juno is like. I personally think that if you have more than two Sagittarius placements, and if either of them is Venus or Juno, that you need to be with someone else who has Sagittarius placements. Sagittarius is really hard to understand because it's mutable fire. It never stops. It will burn everything to the ground and just start again with without a care in the world, without even a second thought. It's wildfire. It's Zeus. It's Jupiter. 
being that this Juno is ruled by the person she married in the myth, we see this weird commitment to the pursuit of all things Jupiterian, a commitment to change, expansion, wisdom, and the exploration of the higher mind. You could have an extremely down-to-earth, balanced chart, but if you have Juno and Sagittarius, your desire for excitement and expansion in relationships is going to be relentless. You'll get bored of people. You could have the perfect partner or marriage in every rational sense, but a deep longing is going to start growing inside of you and you'll probably eventually set sail once again. Shared beliefs is huge for a Sagittarius Juno. They want someone to stimulate them, but also they want someone who shares their grand vision and beliefs. It's not enough to just talk the talk. You have to kind of walk the walk as well when it comes to beliefs and spirituality with a Juno and Sagittarius. A large portion of the foundational bond for this placement is formed through shared beliefs, both political and spiritual. When this Juno is being fed the right psychic material and the union is healthy, they have no problem staying. I know Sagittarius is known as the commitment phobe and I get it. I completely get it. But they have the potential to be really extremely committed. But they're not going to give that out right off the bat. Unlike the other fire Junos, monogamy and fidelity in marriage does not come naturally to Juno and Sagittarius. Being ruled by Jupiter, the serial cheater, indicates that this Juno has no problem up and leaving or finding what they need in someone else. The shadow side of this Juno is riddled with Zeus-like qualities, which when it comes to marriage is not the best thing. When they find a partner that gives them what they need, though, and someone they can share real beliefs with, they'll begin to understand how much richness lies within a committed union. There's certain aspects of spirituality that can only be accessed through a divine sacred union of two souls. Jupiter and Sagittarius wants a partnership that allows them to explore those depths while also feeling seen and held for the wildfire they truly are. A relationship or a partnership that lets these people be wild and free, but with the sacredness of the divine is all they're really asking for. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, the Fire Junos have big Queen of Wands energy. They command respect and only give it out to those who deserve it. They each have the potential to be a benevolent partner that stokes the fires of passion and creativity, and they also have the potential to become erratic, aggressive, and selfish if scorned. To love a Fire Juno is to allow the flames of passion and desire to surround your heart. You have to be ready to devote yourself, mind, body, and soul to the fire Juno person because they won't settle for less. They want it all. They want it all or nothing. These people live in hyperbole. They live in extremes. That's what fire signs do. So extremes when it comes to commitment, they're either all in or they're all out. They each know that they're royal in their own ways. Mars will honor you. The sun will illuminate you. And Jupiter will bless you with divine wisdom. They bring freshness and vitality to their relationships, but will only stay if they feel their partner fanning their flames. If your partner has a fire Juno, how do you fan their flames? How do you show your devotion to them? What about your relationship brings out the warmth of their heart? And what about your relationship has the potential to bring the burn of their scorn? Deepen your connection to your fire Juno person by asking them what aspect of your partnership makes them feel most alive. 
What is it about your union that lets their flames roar? And what is it about the union that makes them feel like the walls are closing in? And if you're the fire Juno in the relationship, try to identify what makes your shadow come out in relationships. Talk to your partners. It's not just their job. These placements are for self-exploration. You know, I have Juno and Sagittarius and I have recognized my own patterns with being unfaithful and what kind of spurs that and what sparks it and what I need in a relationship to feel fulfilled and where that need to reach out to other people outside of the relationship comes from and why. And I've worked on that. And it's not ever the partner's fault. It is always the the person doing its fault. I'm sure there are different cases and you know every scenario is different, but we always have to look at ourselves because that's all we can control. All we can really control is our actions and what we do. We have to analyze our feelings and get to the root of what is causing our issues, what is causing our shadow side of Juno to come out. And then when we get to that, we can look at, okay, well, what do we need in order to bring out the light side of our Juno? What what do we need to feed our Juno in order for her to feel safe and seen and held and like she can commit herself to this union without having fear. Talk to your partners. It's not just their job. It's not just your job. It's both of your jobs in the relationship to look at both your Junos and then each other's Junos and see what you need. What, what, what do both of you need in order to feel seen, safe, and held so you can just love each other? If you want more astrological content before the next episode, consider signing up to become a patron of my work. I have exclusive blog content, monthly horoscopes, retrograde guides, and a Discord waiting for you to join. You could also leave a super cute review on iTunes or Spotify, which I would be eternally grateful for. Head on over to my website, moonmattersastrology.com. Check it all out, and thank you in advance for supporting me. I'll see all you babes later. Later.